Welcome to Giant Cocktails Happy Hour, a podcast where two amateur mixologists introduce homemade cocktails and discuss what makes each one a giant hit. Now, here are your hosts, Finn and Matthew Henry. Welcome to another episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I am your host, Matthew Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, the soon-to-be befuddled Ben Henry. Befuddled? Befuddled. Befuddled? Why am I soon-to-be befuddled? Because just like two seconds ago, I asked ChatGPT to give me like some old archaic terms for drunk. <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because I'm pretty much always befuddled. <laughs> and it said befuddled. This term was commonly used in the 19th century to describe someone who was confused or muddled due to excessive alcohol consumption. Wow. Wow. Well, maybe that's my problem. Nah. That's definitely your problem. No? Well, I'm definitely no? befuddled. I'm definitely befuddled. <laughs> I, I don't know that it's due to alcohol. You no, know? no. Yeah. Well. Most of the time, anyway. Most of the time. On this show, definitely. On this on this show, definitely. And on our other show, the uh, the baseball show, especially the baseball oh, show. Oh, yeah. Because then we you, you we have a whole hour to get befuddled. That's right. That's right. And and I think that's really why the listeners show up for that particular show, is to hear us yell. Really? I thought it was because you were so stashing. <laughs> it's because I'm so stashing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm making up new words left and right, man. Yeah, at least I know what befuddled means. At least it's a real <laughs> word. All right. Well, I do have a question for you. All right. Go do it. Fire away. Would you rather have a bartender who can make any cocktail you want, but is constantly talking to you and won't stop telling you their life story? Ooh. Or have a silent bartender who makes terrible drinks, oh. but gives you free Parmesan fries every time you order a drink? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> okay, this was an easy. This was easy until you got to the Parmesan fries. Yes. Yes. <sighs> well. Hmm. But look, nobody likes a talkative bartender. Nobody. Okay. Like I, I think we we all understand that. Like sometimes you you need a bartender to talk to you, and and they kind of like. You know, the bartender has to read the relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. What sort of therapy are you in need of today? Do you need uh, a distraction and I and you need chatty? You know, just somebody who's super chatty, or or do you just need a drink in silence? And let's face it, folks, most of the time we appreciate silence. But I got to tell you, Matthew, most of the time when I go to a bar, you know, it's not to. Um, it's not to drown my sorrows. It's to enjoy a good cocktail. And, uh, and you know, this is a cocktail show. So, I, you know, as much as I like Parmesan fries, this isn't a Parmesan fries show. And okay. uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the chatty bartender who makes any cocktail I want. I'm assuming they're good at it. Yes, let's assume that. That's the, yeah, that's the assumption. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not like the world's best, but they're competent. 
They yes. can make any cocktail competently as opposed to horribly. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm all the way. I'm choosing I'm choosing good cocktails all day, every day. And if I have to put up with some extra, you know, um, um, blathering, then, then I'll do it. You know, I'm a blatherer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can... I, you know, I can, I can, uh, I can take it if I, if, if I can be able to give it out, I, I should be able to take it. And you know, at the end of the day, you can always just take your bar and your cocktail and go sit somewhere else in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You can't follow you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's well, my choice. I'm going to choose the bartender who can make anything, but won't right. shut up. The chatty bartender. All right. Well, uh, the reason I asked you this was this last week I was traveling and, uh, uh, my first day I went to a bar and the cocktails were they were okay. I mean, a little sweet, actually, the one that I can't remember what I ordered, but it was really sweet. And I, it was, um, which, you know, we like sweet and it was just too sweet. It was not balanced. Uh, but the Parmesan fries saved it. Uh, they were not free. I had to buy them, but it was right. happy hour and they were like three bucks and they were, they were damn good. And so I really enjoyed my time there because the cocktail and the Parmesan fries were just a nice How many combo. fries did you get? Like three? Like, no, give me like a basket. Wow. Like Parmesan fries. Yeah. You got a basket of fries for $3? Yeah, it was happy hour. So, you know, it was great. Oh, man. And then, but then the next day I went to a bar and it was at a hotel and, and they, the bartender was actually very good. And I asked him though, cause he, he showed me the menu and said, oh, but you know, let me know if you want anything else. And I said, well, how about a Sazerac? Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and he goes, I got to see if we have absinthe. Oh. And he, I mean, to his credit, the dude went like to the rooftop bar to see if there was any up there. Like, I felt bad. Like, he really, he really, he really tried. lurked it out. Well, because yeah, he wanted to make it. He did. He, he did. was like, and, he respected uh, the order, and he wanted to be able to fill it. And he maybe felt a little embarrassed that he couldn't. Yeah, yeah. So he came back apologetically and said he didn't have any absinthe. And so um, so I ordered an old-fashioned instead. But it was it was fine. And and he was he was really great. And it was a very nice old-fashioned. So, uh, yeah, it was wow. good. It was good. So, so, you know, I had a little bit of both. I think, like you, though, if push comes to shove, I want I want to be able to order whatever I want. Was a good he cocktail chatty? Was he chatty? Was he telling you all about his adventures trying to find no, absinthe? No, he wasn't. But I just added that to kind of make it a little bit oh, more. Okay. Well, um, I mean, that, more, is, that is the kicker, right? I mean, yeah, there has to be yeah. a downside. That's right. Exactly. Um, do you want a bad bartender or a good one? I'll take a good one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I want to hang out with people who know the difference. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's, exactly. That's all I ask for in life is, uh, is those two simple things. Good bartenders and friends who know the difference. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking so, we want to help our listeners know the difference. We're gonna, we got a tip of the day. Mm. And... And so today's tip of the day, I, I thought it up as I was making my current cocktail because my current cocktail called for my after for at the very end as you're straining your cocktail into your glass, it asked for it to be fine strained or double strained as sometimes you'll see it. And what is it? What is fine straining or double straining? It's basically you have two methods of straining um, simultaneously. You're you, you're holding back all the ice that's in the shaker with what's called a hawthorn strainer. Some will use like a julep strainer, but whatever holds the big chunks of ice back. But then inevitably little shards of ice will will escape the larger teeth of those and, and make it into your cocktail along with any like things that you've muddled, like, you know, pulp, or in my case today, um, uh, cucumber. 
So you want to have a mesh strainer, a fine mesh strainer that you can strain through again. Uh, and then that catches any of that little bit of debris and stuff that you don't want. And, Definitely and the fine don't want debris. No debris no, in my cocktail. No please. debris in your cocktail, especially if you're doing serving something up without any ice and you want it to look pretty. You don't want things floating in your in your cocktail. No floaties. Uh, no floaties. So mm. double straining is an important part of that type of cocktail. But if you're doing like a tiki drink, let's say, or something where there's lots of ice and you don't really care what's kind of in there, just straining the big chunks of ice out is, is fine. You don't need to double strain. Yeah. So, so I personally, I do the julep strainer and, and, and I uh, either double strain or with a, with a mesh, with a mesh strainer um, or, or I don't, uh, I don't like Hawthorne strainers mainly because I don't like dealing with them. Like, cleaning them. Cleaning them. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so that's why I use the, the julep strainer. So I throw that on top of the pint glass that holds back the ice. And then, and then more often than not, I double strain, uh, mainly though, because yes, I am when, as, as you said, when I'm serving cocktails that are, that are up, right? Like I, I almost always double strain, uh, even if I don't have things in there that, that I need to, to, uh, strain out. So I typically like when I do my citrus, I strain that ahead of time. Right. So oh. so I squeeze my my citrus and then I strain that ahead of time. So it's already it's already pulp free. And then and then I add that into. Uh, and so I don't have any well, of that. That's like a second tip of the day, Ben. I mean, that, right. that's well, strain your pulp before it goes in the cocktail. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, one, you get a more accurate measure of, of, of the actual liquid that you're trying to put in your cocktail. And it's not you know, you don't have displacement coming from the. Um, you know, displacement coming from the extra pulp that's in, in your liquid. See, Mr. Patak, I did pay attention in science class. <laughs> displacement. Your C would say otherwise. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got a B. Okay. Uh, that's true. So, I, yeah. You you were always good at this, that, that B, just, uh, just hitting yeah, that. Just, just no homework, all tests. Sliding by. Anyway, that's right. Uh, yeah, and so so you get more accurate measurement that way, uh, and then too, yeah, you don't have to do the straining at the end, except for the ice, right? Because when you shake it, right, the the ice does fracture and turns, and you get these little granules. Some people really like those granules. If you don't know whether you do or you don't, try using a Hawthorne strainer or a Jula strainer without double straining, and uh, and let kind of a wide gate go in your Hawthorne strainer. That's what they call it when they. You know, when because the Hawthorne strainer, gap. Because, yeah, because you have the spring there, you can control the size of the gap, and and that's what a Hawthorne strainer is good at, right? You can control mm. that, yep. uh, and so uh, yeah, so so see if maybe you do like the ice flex in there uh, in your in your daiquiris or your uh, martinis or or whatever. Um, I do not. I like mine clean and without any texture. I do not like crunchy cocktails. I don't yeah. like slushies. You know, that's right. and so, so yeah, but that's a, it's a very good tip. Uh, I prefer to double strain, but I think the main thing is to understand the difference and that there is a difference, you know, yeah. you do you, you do you, but, but that's the difference. Yeah, that's but, what fine straining is. Exactly. That is what fine or, straining is. And it is the right or double strainings, yeah. double straining. It is the right way to do it. I mean, but it you is. do you, you do you, but it's the right way. <laughs> All right. Well, that's your tip of the day. Time to talk cocktails. Let's do it. And That's why I'm we're here. Go first. I'm going to go first today. So uh, when, when the listeners are listening to this, it is the day before St. Patrick's Day. And, and St. Patrick's Day 
is a day to be celebrated in the Henry household. Because we are, according to my ancestry DNA, we are 4% Irish, Ben. And which is funny because I think that's the story we heard growing up is that we were like 100% Irish or something on that side. 4% Henry clan, 4%. That's right. That's right. We were Mexican Irish. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. DNA really changed a lot of grandma and grandpa's stories. You know, (laughs) including that Native American everybody thought they had in the family. Yeah. Zero of that. (laughs) Zero <laughs> percent Native American. It turns out on our on our, on our on our on know, our father's side. Father's yeah. side. We got plenty of Native on the other side. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we. But so, nonetheless, we are Irish. We are, and so you know, when you're Irish, you got to celebrate by drinking booze on St. Patrick's Day. And we could go green slushy. We could go like just you know obscene green drinks. Uh, but you know, we're, we're trying to class it up a little bit here on uh, giant cocktails, happy hour. And so I did not go green, but instead I'm bringing a cocktail that has Irish whiskey in it. And this cocktail is called the Irish maid. And the, the Irish maid is a spinoff of another cocktail called the Kentucky maid. And the Kentucky Maid has a little history to it. It was created by a bartender named Sam Ross, who a uh, contemporary bar- bartender, uh, really acclaimed a New York bartender that was, uh, he got to start at a, a really famous bar called Milk and Honey. Uh, he is the inventor of a couple of modern classics called the Penicillin and the Paper Plane. Uh, so so the Kentucky uh, Maid uh, has features bourbon, lime juice, simple syrup, mint, and cucumber. And and so this is kind of a riff off of that, except without the the bourbon. So the the Irish made is similar to a whiskey smash. You're you're muddling uh, in the whiskey smash. You muddle lemon wedges, and and in this one we're muddling cucumber slices. So let's let's get into the cocktail, and we'll talk about kind of how it's made here. So this cocktail has uh, two cucumber slices cut into about a quarter inch slices, and then two ounces of Irish whiskey. A half ounce of elderflower liqueur, St. Germain would be the, the, the one that most people would use. Uh, three quarter ounce lemon juice, freshly squeezed, pulp free if you want. Three quarter ounces of simple syrup. And so you take the two cucumber slices and you muddle it with a muddler or the back of a wooden spoon or something. Just get it all mushy. Get it all mushy. Just grind it in there, and you want to release the juices. And then uh, then you pour everything else in, and the uh, fill it with ice. Shake for about 10 to 12 seconds. And then uh, what I have done is I put it into a rocks glass with a large a large uh, ice cube. Uh, but you could put regular ice cubes in here, too. That's fine. And I've what I have done is I've garnished it with a long, slender uh, slice of cucumber wrapped around the ends outside of the glass. Uh, and then poured the double strain, fine strained, the uh, cocktail into the glass. The, the cocktail, when you bring it to your nose, you definitely get the cucumber kind of hitting you in the nose. Along with uh, it's uh, this floral kind of, I think, from the elderflower. And when you take a sip, it's really smooth because Irish whiskey is a kind of a really smooth whiskey in itself. And then the, the simple syrup and the elderflower liqueur also kind of really tame the, the acidity and the bite to this cocktail. It is a 
a really nice, probably summer cocktail to drink. You know, on a hot summer day, this will go down fast. It's uh, really nice and refreshing. It's kind of like, you know, the water when you go into a fancy hotel and they've got the big water vats and it's got like the cucumber slices in there and you fill it. It's really icy and you fill it up on a hot summer day and you drink it and it's got this cucumber water taste. It's just amazing. And uh, But this is better better because it's got the booze and uh and and it's really refreshing and uh and it's a classic irish oh well it's not an irish cocktail but it's a cocktail uh with a nod to our irish ancestry uh here's one for our people ben cheers <sighs> sounds wonderful oh yeah five percent of me is so proud right now four percent four percent four percent of me is so proud right now uh mm-hmm. yeah it's um well i mean that's a great that's a great uh great choice i i, I like the uh i like the fact that you modified it this is you found this on uh on the internet or did you yeah no i didn't modify i took this the straight from i think probably liquor.com or something like that right. but uh mm-hmm. uh but it was um it is a um you know a riff on on a classic so it's uh it's a, it's a good cocktail I, i'm liking it all right. Well, uh, so elderflower liqueur is not something I think we have talked about on on Happy Hour in a while. Um, yeah, that is a really good lengthener. I found like if you want to add um, uh, some some liquid to your to your cocktail because it's a really it's it, it's a really mild flavor that kind of helps mellow out the cocktail. It brings a little sweetness um, and and can also add body if you're finding yourself like a little bit, you know, you're, you make a cocktail and sometimes you pour it out in a glass and you're like, this is it's underwhelming. Like, yeah, it's like water. It's all thin on your mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and also or the, the, the amount of it is really low. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, but also a great cocktail, a great co- uh, cocktail addition in its own right. Um, uh, wow. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, oh, I did want to mention too, the, you know, the Irish whiskey, it's not something that we generally kind of go to for, for cocktails. Uh, you know, generally we're bourbon, rye is kind of the, the, the go-to, but the Irish whiskey, uh, is a little bit different. It's distilled three times, uh, and which, which causes, it to be a little bit more smooth and mellow than uh, bourbon or rye. Even there's not a, quite as much bite to it when when you drink it, uh, and but it's it's delicious in its own right. And uh, you know, I you should have a bottle of of Irish whiskey in there. And not to mention that it goes great, you know, with uh, some coffee. You know, your Irish coffee and things that you'll need. You know, if you want to have a little late night, you know, oh. hot. So drink. you you mean you literally have none in your house? You don't just have that standard bottle right next to the coffee machine? <laughs> I mean, I have it in my liquor cabinet, but no, I don't have it next to the coffee machine. I thought everybody did that. Yeah, no, just you. Just just me, just me. Oh, I'm finding out a lot of things about myself on this show. Apparently, yeah. apparently, it's bougie uh, to have a refrigerator just for chilling your your <laughs> your, your, your glassware. So you know, and it's befuddling when you have a bottle of uh, of Irish whiskey next Irish, to your coffee maker. I thought that I mean, I just figured that like the coffee maker came with the Irish whiskey, and then you just had to <laughs> refill it every time. That's what I've been doing. I just I don't know. Well, you might as well, and, and with that, you might as well have your Mexican stuff there too. So the Kahlua and Irish whiskey should be that, next to your coffee machine. That's right, because um, because folks, we are more than five percent, four percent. Excuse me. Four percent Mexican. I, I keep getting the Scottish and the Irish confused, Matthew. The That's right. The- we're five percent Scottish. <laughs> Got my kilt on right now. 
going commando. Oh no, wait, that Again, was last that week. That was last. No, <laughs> not commando. No, no, sorry. You can only make that joke the one time, because otherwise people are just going to start to think it's true. You know. That you know. Yeah. And All honestly, right, well. I don't know because I can only see you from the you know the top half up. It's like. <laughs> Yep, you'll never know. You'll no, I'll never, never know. know. I'll never know. Well, anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you know, I, I think I, one thing that I like about this cocktail um, is it, it It did look actually, can you hold it up again? It does look a little green. Is that because of the, uh, yeah, it's got the uh, from the chartreuse. Old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think well, I think it's it comes no, there's no chartreuse. Oh, sorry, elderflower liqueur. Uh, yeah, for the but I think it comes from the muddling of the cucumber, and the cucumber might be just the light refracting through it might turn it. Yeah, a well, bit and then having the, the the long cucumber slice in there, which you did on a mandolin, is that correct? I did. That's like uh-huh. the first time I've used it in like the last like year. Right, right. Uh, it's like one right. of those unitaskers that uh, Alton Brown would be. Is upset it a unitasker about. if you mandolin different things on it? I don't. I don't know. You know, it's because I thought a unitasker was like, you know, popcorn popper. It only pops popcorn, right? A mandolin okay. slices like you could mandolin in it and lots of things. I've mandolined my own skin on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know it can do that. And that's actually a good segue into, into my cocktail. But right. um, uh, yeah, today I'm drinking an original, a, a Ben Henry original i don't know how original this is because it's not that complicated so it's not a typical ben rum drink uh, well it is a typical ben rum drink <laughs> 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 but that's not what it's called oh okay <laughs> it's called a blood moon it's a blood moon daiquiri and uh i'm gonna tell you what's in it but first i want to tell you tell you why i'm making it and, and I think you'll, you will be excited about this, Matthew. Okay, please. So for quite some time now, months, months, half a year, maybe longer, I have been, um, I have been on this sojourn into the tiki whirlpool, as it were. And I have been diving deep into all things tiki. And, and I did this for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, one, I wanted to learn more about rum. And I thought this was a great way to do it. Two, I've always enjoyed tiki cocktails, uh, and uh, and I have learned a ton in the last six months. But I have decided it's time for me to to wrap it up. You know, you know, you put it to bed. It's it's, it's you know. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty I, sure. I, are you really? Because I think you know we all just love hearing about tiki every week, Ben. You know, Matthew. Some people dedicate their lives to tiki. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Really? Okay. Yeah, there's like three famous tiki tiki bars in in this in the city of San Francisco. One of the most famous, uh, um, I don't want to say he was he was probably the first copycat of tiki. Trader Vic is from the mm. Bay Area. You know, I mean, tiki is a big deal here in the Bay Area, and uh, and and you know, I, I think one of the, the the people that that are carrying the torch today, the people that run the Smuggler's Cove in, in San Francisco, they have a great book. Uh, that's a great bar to go to. Um, anyway, tiki tiki is is almost like a religion, Matthew. Uh, it 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 can it can um, it can green I, bring great. I'm here to defend yourself, man. I'm I'm just teasing you. Yeah, I'm well, teasing you. We all know tweet tiki is your life, man. Well, it's not and going I, to and be. I've learned I've learned a lot about tiki over the right, last. Yeah, well, you know. now you're gonna have to learn about something else. 
Okay. Uh, because this week and next week, I'm going to be wrapping up Tiki. I, I figured, you know, we're about to move into spring. The equinox is almost here, Matthew, which is the first day of spring. I don't know if you know this, but the seasons change on the equinoxes and the solstices. Well, that's right. Like the, the moon goes around the sun. or the <laughs> Exactly. Like <that>. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the moon goes around the sun. Yeah. The moon does go around the sun. You're not wrong in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> After it, you know, goes around, goes around the earth and then the earth goes around the sun. But anyway, uh, so, so yeah, I am. And, and uh, today I wanted to talk about, um, well, one, I wanted to take all of that knowledge and create a new cocktail. So that's what I've done today with the blood moon daiquiri. Um, but the main thing I wanted to do is talk about a lot of the things that I learned about uh, my, you know, in Tiki and specifically my favorite ingredients that I have picked up from from Tiki, and I have put most of them into this cocktail. Uh, so so let's talk about what's in it. The um, it, it is it's following the the, the daiquiri template. Um, I have always been a big fan of daiquiris. Uh, and, uh, and I know that Tiki is crazy. It has all these crazy cocktails with all these ingredients and these crazy glasses and tons of ice and like garnishes and flying all out the door, um, uh, or the top of the glass as it were. I, I love all of those things, but, but nothing really has supplanted my love of the daiquiri in this entire, um, journey. So, so that's what I went back to. I'm, I'm making a daiquiri. It has... Two different kinds of rum. That is something that I picked up from your typical tiki drinks. So the the first rum that I'm using here is a blended light rum called Probitas. I think you all have heard me talk about it a lot. This has become one of my favorite rums to uh, to make cocktails with. It essentially takes the role of a light, um, unaged or slightly aged uh, blended rum. Um, it would uh, be like a like a simple like a Bacardi. But it is, you know, more sophisticated. I think of just overall a better rum than Bacardi. But it plays that same role in daiquiris. It brings a little bit of its own flavor and funk to it. Um, not a lot, but a little. If you drink it straight, it has a very nice mellow start, right? It's not punching you in the face. Um, it kind of has a nice round uh, middle. And, you know, just a slight, slight little burn at the end. It does come 46% uh, alcohol, so it is uh, 92 proof. Uh, and, um, uh, so it's, so it's packing up a little bit of a punch, a little bit stronger than your, your average rum. Um, and that has been my go-to rum for making any sort of cocktails. I've added to that on top of that, a half an ounce of, of Smith and Cross. Uh, this is a traditional Jamaican rum is what they call it. Um, it is, it is a pot distilled rum. Um, and it is a Jamaican rum, whereas Probitas, I think is, oh gosh, I can't remember. I'm blanking. I think it's a Honduran rum, but I will double check that. Uh, or Matthew will double check that. Uh, whereas the Smith and Cross is a Jamaican rum. And that is, I'm using that here mainly because it's an overproof rum. Um, and, uh, it brings a little bit of an extra punch. Um, it has, again, though, like the Probitas, it is uh, a very smooth start. Um, a little bit harsher burn, not harsh, but a little bit more of a burn on the end. So you definitely get the, uh, the higher ABV there and, uh, very flavorful middle. Uh, and those two actually mix together really well. They create kind of a nice little funk, and you can definitely taste them in the cocktail, which which I prefer. I like to have a cocktail where you can taste the rums, so no pina coladas. Um, I'm adding to that my favorite citrus, 
one ounce of lime juice. Uh, and then I added a half an ounce of orgeat as my sweetener. Um, and I'm making this as a traditional daiquiri. It's a little bit more tart. I know I like cocktails sweet, but I really felt like this needed to be heavy on the lime. Um, and then there is the, um, the secret ingredient. Although I don't know it's much of a secret, is it, Matthew? When you look <laughs> at this cocktail. It's not a secret when you see it. It is that, that I cannot believe that your cocktail is bright pink. Was it fuchsia? Yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, I it's don't not know. red, it's not pink, it's like fuchsia. I mean, it is like in your face And it is this bright thing. in person. This is not just a thing that's like, you know, over Zoom, it looks brighter. It is this bright pink in person. Um, yeah, you'll have to see the pictures on Instagram when Matthew posts them because it is something else. This is from half an ounce of, of a blood orange. Uh, sorry, juice from a blood orange. Um, and then you put all of that into a shaker. You shake it for 10 to 12 seconds. Uh, double strain that into a chilled coupe glass. You serve it up and then you garnish it with a blood orange wheel. Um, and uh, it comes off being very... Well, it's a daiquiri. But it is... We've got the funk of the two different kinds of rum. It has it's very nice and tart because I've gone heavy on the lime juice here. It has that sort of tropical feel that the orgeat brings to it, and then the blood orange is definitely present, um, and I think adds something a little bit more tropical and a little bit more, um, you know, um, uh, sort of exotic to the to the cocktail, and it also gives it this amazing color. Uh, so there you have it. It is the Blood Moon Daiquiri, a uh, collection of all the favorite ingredients that I have picked up while I have uh, that I've um, come to love while I've been on this tiki journey. And uh, I will say this: it, it like most tiki cocktails, it packs a punch because that Smith and Cross, uh, while the Probitas is forty-seven percent alcohol, the Smith and Cross is fifty-seven, so one hundred and fourteen proof. Um, yeah. Wow. So you have you have tikified a classic daiquiri recipe. Yeah, but I would consider a daiquiri kind of like the core of tiki anyway. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, like in my mind, a daiquiri is tiki. Even though, just, you know... It, it, At its basic core, I guess. Its basic yeah. core. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I did look up the probitas. Yes. So probitas, the reason you were confused, is a joint venture between Caribbean distilleries... To produce a blended rum, half comes from Barbados, Barbados, the other half from Jamaica. There you go. There it is. Yes. And one is probably pot and one is probably um, column. Yeah, they don't mention that on their front day, but dang. That's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that 90, 94 proof mm -hmm. will we'll, mm -hmm. uh, we'll get you. That's nice. I can see why I you like it. You. Uh, so there you have it. The Blood Moon Daiquiri, the penultimate cocktail in Ben's Tiki Sojourn. Um, come back next week to hear what my final cocktail is uh, of the Tiki world. It'll be a classic. And a I hope so. And a doozy. A, a doozy. Yeah, of course. Get you all nice and befuddled. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And those are our cocktails for the week. All right. Yeah. I'm enjoying mine. I hope you enjoy yours. I am. I, I am. It, it's uh, it's making this wet weather a little bit more um, manageable. Uh, I, I'm pretty much over the rain now, Matthew. I'm ready for spring to start. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, in the I, baseball I world, we're in spring training. It's like, does that mean we're practicing for spring? Yeah. Because yeah. Well, it, 
I can... I'm a track coach, and last week I spent a whole day just in the pouring rain. It was it was quite miserable. <laughs> yeah, nothing better than track meets in the rain. <laughs> oh. All right, folks. Well, we got to wrap it up. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter or Mastodon, um, TikTok. Allegedly in the future, I think my brother bribed me into doing that. Yeah, you, you're going to have more time, you said. So That's right. TikTok. That's right. TikTok sometime in the near future. Uh, and uh, and uh, hopefully eventually YouTube as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so follow us there. Give us a like on our posts. Again, we're trying to get Matthew's recipe posts up to 10. He really needs the confidence booster. And, um, and uh, yeah, and also tell your friends. Uh, in the meantime, it's been great talking with you all. And, uh, Matthew, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.